Welcome back to the Never Iron Anything Comics Review Show. This is episode 140. Uh, this week we have a blast from the past that could have been something with much bigger implications, but kind of failed somewhat. It's an interesting subject. Here to discuss it with me is a blast, not from the past, but from Sunny Dundee, comics creator, podcaster and raconteur. It's Dave Robertson. How you been doing, dude? Good, Tori. How are you? I'm living the dream, my friend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You reading yeah. lots of comics? I've, oh, I've been reading. I've been reading Joe Simon's book. Oh, nice. My life in comics. Oh, I've uh, read that one. Good. Yeah, I'm halfway through that, and it's uh, it's really fascinating. He's an interesting that. guy, isn't he? Because he was very much. I feel like he was the big dog with Kirby for a while. There wasn't he? He was. Oh yeah. 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 He. Uh, he showed them the way. Well, you know, they helped each other, obviously. They had that studio on the go together and stuff like that, didn't they, as well? It's quite yeah, cool. Yeah, that's right. Yes, I'd, I'd recommend it so far. Oh, I'll have a look for that, man. Oh, nice one. Good, oh. Um, mm. Cool. Now, you've challenged me this week with something. We had a we had a sort of bit of a backwards and forwards deciding what's going to be the next one you're going to talk about. And um, I, I honestly wasn't connecting with the first one. And then you suggested this, and I was straight back with, yeah, that sounds like fun. Um, so did you want to tell the listeners what we're going to be talking about yes it is Starbrand <laughs> from the new universe I think right. is, it, is it fair to call it infamous the new universe I think it's fair isn't it maybe in some circles yeah yeah it's funny isn't it it seemed to arrive and it was it was they were telling you it was this great thing but everybody kind of thought it was a damp squib a little bit wasn't it yeah, it was like immediately, wasn't it? It was immediately, oh, what? What's yeah, that? there's parallels to be made between that and a couple of other sort of comics universes that came out as well. Yeah, maybe slightly later, stuff like the Malibu universe and the Valiant universe and that sort of thing. But yeah, I found. Well, let's get into it. So let's start with the, the first few questions. What was your first exposure to the Star Brand comic? Um, well, it was one of those funny instances, quite a rare instance where, you know, most of the the number one issues of Marvel comics in the, certainly in the eighties and uh, limited series, that kind of thing, they never made it to news agents, you know, they, were, yeah. they would be in the comic shops. So I didn't have a comic shop here. Uh, so usually we wouldn't get number one issues of things, right. but for some reason, you there was star brand one. In like local news agents in Dundee, okay. I don't know why, but there it was, and I thought, oh well, that's a new thing. I'll I'll try that, you know. Yeah, uh, I think I was the same man. I think I think oh, you're yeah. right because I think there was that problem, wasn't it? That news agents will get one of each issue, and if you didn't get to the news agents in time, you'd be stuck with the one you didn't want. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one, it it yeah, I remember it being quite actively just there and available and part of this new thing that we yeah. gave it a go and did you did you give all of them a go did you or uh new universe title <coughs> yeah no i i i stuck with star brand the, the thing was at school i, I knew a, a couple of guys that liked comics and one of them got into uh spitfire oh and the troubleshooters uh, yeah and uh so that was available as well mm. I, I don't know I don't know what, why that was, but um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I just took to it. I thought it was good, actually. 
Well, I think Spitfire yeah, and Troubleshooters will come up shortly, won't it? Because yes, they yes. guess, don't they? So let's have, just, mm. let's have a, just a quick summarise and a, a conversation about the new universe. So developed mm. as part of the event to celebrate the 25th anniversary of Marvel. Um, it came at a time when, simply put, I suppose, Marvel was suffering quite a lot of financial troubles. And initially, it had a massive budget, you know, and you're talking over a million dollars, which Shooter himself has said was unheard of back then. You know, um, and then he started developing it, and the head, the, the head ups or the financial people at Marvel rung him and said, "Don't spend any more money." And he says, "Well, how much?" They said, "How much money have you spent?" And he said, "I only spent ten grand." And they said, "Don't spend any more." <laughs> so he oh. had to kind of do it in house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the his he wrote Starbrand, which is the um, almost like I would you say it's a flagship title. Maybe. I think so. Yeah, it was like the main one, and the yeah. rest of them, yeah, were satellites around it, weren't they? Yeah, I think you're right, man. And um, John Romita Jr. came to him, and I think they were buddies, um, and said, "What's happening with your comic?" And he says, "Well, we've just had this sort of financial blow to us." Um, and he says, "Well, I want to draw it." And John Romita Jr. was on the Uncanny X Men at the time, and I'm guessing was probably mm-hmm. earning a few quid through being on Marvel's most popular title at the time. Yeah. And um, he said, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, why, why do you want to draw this? You know, you're not going to make any money on it that compared to what you're making now. And he says, no, no, I want to draw it. And he wouldn't, apparently wouldn't say, wouldn't take no for an answer. And I've heard um, Shooter say this in a couple of interviews. And he says it in that um, TCJ book that I sent you um, some screenshots of, didn't I? The, uh, there's like a comics journal interview. Oh, yes. Book. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, oh, you know, he wouldn't take no for an answer. He says, okay, we you're doing it. And then Al Williamson rang him up and said, oh, is John Romita Jr. drawing it? Can I ink him? And he says, are you sure? Are you sure you want to ink him? And he says, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want to, I want to ink him. And he says, well, all right, Al. <laughs> you know. Um, so he's, he's, he, that's what started there. And there were all these other titles. So there was, I think, eight titles in all that got released pretty much at the same time. Some of them um, worked. Some of them didn't none of them lasted um so just a little run through the list we had the infamously called dp7 um which was written by mark grimwald and had art by paul ryan who i'm quite a fan of that run for that ran for a while that one um and there's a crossover they all crossed they kind of crossed over a lot um justice which um ran 32 issues which is pretty good for these guys i think um justice was was a sort of space vigilante character which i own a page from um Ooh. yeah i <laughs> i'd often tell people this story two issues is quite a, a these a, days it'd be run these days oh i thought be... i would have assumed starbrand ran the longest but obviously yeah i think yeah and that starbrand went bi-monthly towards the end there um yeah. but the um could, could you hazard a guess who drew the page i had from justice just as a quick oh, guess oh. it wasn't the regular artist um, he wasn't a regular artist. On it, he or... did one issue. No, I don't know. Keith Tell Giffen. Me. Oh. Yeah, and um, the page. I'm a massive mm. Keith Giffen fan. I think he's great. Um, yeah. And the page cost all of twenty dollars at the New York. Wow. Convention. How amazing. Was that direct from Keith Giffen? I'm saying. No, it's from or... a dealer. No. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's from a dealer. That's Although good. I did get well to done. meet him at that same con, but yeah, yeah. Um, nice one. 
one that I bought the first issue of and, and loved. And then, like we were talking about, and we've talked about many times, Dave, news agents wise, it was hard to find the next issue sometimes, wasn't it? You know, yeah. Was was Kicker's Inc., um, uh-huh. which is Tom DeFalco and the ever reliable Ron Friends, um, yeah. which I kind of yeah. dug. Was there was sort of like fo- a football team who got superpowers, sort of thing. Um, okay. Mark Hazard Merck was a sort of soldier, vigilant, not a soldier, a mercenary soldier thing. Uh, Night Mask, <laughs> which about a person who enters people's dreams, which I'm going to say for me was the most boring of the lot. Um, Cyforce, mm. um, which was a good runner as well, um, which was kind of um, the new universe's X-Men in a way, um, with that sort of um, anime deal where they could form up into, and form this massive hawk called a Cyhawk together. Um like you said, Spitfire and the Troubleshooters that uh, then got renamed um, slightly later to codename Spitfire, um, which was kind of long before Riri Williams. It was a kind of a female Iron Man vibe going on, but a bit more sort of DIY um, for that mm. one. And then um, the Star Brand, um, which yeah. we'll talk about in a bit. Um, now, it all happened off the back of something called the white event. So there's a number of um, rules they put in in relation to the new universe when they started it. They said um, a month in the real world equals a month in comics. So it would run real time. Um, it, um, it had to be... So the argument was that the Marvel universe was 10% more realistic than the DC universe, but the new universe had to be 10% more realistic than the marvel universe if that makes sense so they wanted an element of realism in there it um it was totally separate to the marvel universe um, in a totally different um um, dimension multiverse whatever you want to call it and on the 22nd of july 1986 at 4 22 a.m there was something called the white event Um, earth was bathed in a white light that caused genetic abnormalities in in every two in a million people and these people were called paranormals um you might say that that sounds a little bit like the TV series Heroes, and you probably would be right. Um, you watch that series, Dave? That, yeah, yeah. the team. Very yeah. similar, yeah. And also um, Rising Stars, which was JMS, um, who did that book, which I very much enjoyed. Um, it was discontinued in 1989 after a total of 170 comics had been produced. Um, there was a couple of prestige issues that came out around it, one called The Draft, one called The Pit, which we will mention shortly, and one called The War that kind of summed it up. Some of the characters have appeared elsewhere. Um, there was an attempt by Warren Ellis um, to bring it back called New Universal in the early 2000s that just didn't take. Um, I was watching a YouTube video on it, and there was a couple of issues that came out there I've never even heard of connected with that, and I just don't think it was a very good seller. Um, did you want to just give a little summary just a pen picture of of what star brand was about dude yeah i can and i can attempt to do that yeah. <laughs> you texted me saying this ain't gonna be easy earlier yeah <laughs> no no we'll we'll do it we yeah. can do it yeah we can uh so star brand um star brand opens with uh, ken connell who is out on his bike dirt biking having yeah. fun and he comes, he's in a sort of remote place, you know, and he, like a forest kind of set. And then he comes across this old man and he says all these kind of vague stories. 
to Ken and ends up uh, giving him this magic tattoo called the Star Brand. Yeah. And, and right away, we, we get the feeling that this old man, he's maybe not telling the truth, you know. There's a lot of paranoia all the way through this comic about who's telling the truth about what. Yeah, they sort of flip-flop a bit on it, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. So he, 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 he blacks out. Ken blacks out, and then he... Um, he finds the alien. Well, he finds an alien body, and he goes, "That's the old man." He thinks to himself, and now he's dead, you know. Yeah. So then he, uh, he, he sort of buries him. Well, he picks up a big sort of half a mountain and shoves it <laughs> on top of a cave, uh, and he's just doing all these things and not even questioning that he's able to do it at, at this point. So then he, he visits his pal Myron, who's a kind of psychiatrist person. I did send you a text message saying, "I you hate did? Myron." Yeah, yes. yeah, he, he yeah. rather irritated me. Yeah. You didn't take to him, but I, li- I like, I like, I like his scene where he says, uh, "You know, I've got powers. I can do this. I can do that." And he's just ignoring him. Yeah, and then he, and then he just floats in the air in his room, and it, and he just goes something like, "My goodness, how are you doing that?" I remember reading that and thinking that was quite well done. That was quite yeah. subtle. So he's, he's like a guy whose best friend, albeit his rather <laughs> stupid friend, has inherited these superpowers. And then he just mm. sort of trolls him constantly for the rest of the comic, telling him yeah. not to be such a dipshit all the time. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's like being the, the ultra-realist, you know? To, yeah. To a ridiculous extreme. He, he just argues against everything, you know? So then there's um, there's a second alien. He turns up. He, he he's uh, There's a big fight. With Ken and the the alien, the green alien with a big gun, and and then yes. he kind of he kind of he kind of sets himself off like a nuke, bow, <laughs> you know, and then and then later on, uh, oh well, you know, we've not, I've not really mentioned uh, the girlfriends, so we've got Barb. Yeah, it's a variety of those. Yeah, yeah, Barb is he's like his most serious one. She's uh, I kind of noticed that she's like thirty one. Ken's twenty five, so she's like the older lady. Milfy, I two believe kids. is the phrase. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then there's Debbie, uh, Debbie the Duck, who's his other one, who, um, she's totally devoted to him, but the, the, the comic's just quite explicit about saying that she's thick, really. <laughs> well, I, I'd actually put it more than that because mm. she's called Debbie the Duck, and the reason she's got that is because she sort of quacks in the middle of sentences. And um, yeah, that's right. That's a, like a catchphrase, isn't it? Yeah, uh, and I kind of feel like she's quack. a few drips short of a piss there, Dave. Honestly, do you know what I mean? Yeah, she's not. Yeah. She's not quite right. And he kind oh. of. Well, we'll get onto that bit in a minute. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah. the reason uh, the reason I thought I had to mention that was because with the alien, he seems to have hypnotized one of Barb's kids. Yep. And the kid turns up and is trying to shoot him with his toy gun. Well, they think it's a toy gun, but Ken thinks it's the alien gun. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Ken's furious at this, and he goes and uh, defeats that alien, kicks it off of planet Earth. That kind of finishes off issue one. <laughs> it's a lot in issue one, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's that. So that that's good. So that gives us a pen picture of who he is. That's and what a starting he's doing. point. Yeah. yeah, I think that's good. Yeah. Um, I, I would kind of thematically describe Ken as um, he would be, it would be as if a character out of a Bruce Springsteen early-ish song becomes a superhero. So he's kind of a mechanic in a small town, um, yeah. you know, dreaming of more, could do more, running around with girls, just enjoying his life when he gets this sort of power thrust upon him. He's a good-looking lad. 
you know, he's often described as, oh, he's six foot four. You know, we get that all the time, don't we? Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he honestly has sex with almost every woman or wants to have sex with almost every woman we see in this comic. So yeah. he's, he's a, he's a, you know, a, a sort of um, hometown boy. He's more intelligent than people think. He's good looking. He's got superpowers. He puts it about a bit. I actually think mm-hmm. Jim Shooter is living his life through this character. Yeah, there is a feeling that it's, you know, it, there are two life elements in this thing. <laughs> yeah. Especially with them being uh, Pittsburgh, isn't it? So, that's I mean, right. that's for me. So, yeah. Well, uh, that's, that's an interesting thing about the Pittsburgh connection is that... Um, yeah. So the so the the background story to this is that um, Mr. Shooter um, did this comic and he was off. He, Shooter had basically done a lot of good for Marvel. He'd done a you know he's notorious for doing a few like lively things like being extremely argumentative, you know, not really backing Kirby when he could have done. But he does start returning people's artwork to them. He does pull the company around into being a, you know something that was run by a lot of hippies into something that could actually earn some money you know, for the creators and stuff like that. So he was yeah. very much a company man. And the, but at the end of the, at the end of his run, which is only the first seven issues, he's out the door and he's done. Mm-hmm. Um, and Do you know, I, um, if I can just interject man. Yeah, yeah. about Shooter, I, I, uh, I mean, I, I came up in that time where it was editor in chief Jim Shooter on every comic I loved as well. Yeah. So you, you've got this feeling, Oh, he, he ran all the comics. That was great. And, you know, he's an interesting guy, and I think he did do a lot of good. But I've just got this sneaking suspicion whenever I hear him talking about anything that he, he likes lying. <laughs> okay. Just what he just what he says. Some, I mean, every story, it's all like about, even the one about, you know, uh, I didn't have any money. They took all my money. I was going to do this great new universe, and then they took right. all my money. Yeah. And then it's like, and then only, you know, you know, John Romita Jr. turns up. Well, that's nice of him, isn't it? And, and, and Al Williamson turns up to ink it. You know what I mean? Find a better inker. Yeah. And so, of course, Find I more said to them, don't do this, yeah. guys. I said to them, don't do this, guys. Don't work on my comic. But they did Yeah, didn't. that does... I, mean, think, I agree with on, you, man. That does sound a bit dodgy, isn't it? Yeah. He, he's, he, I think he exaggerates uh, to a large extent, maybe. Yeah. Hey, we'll all do it. We'll all do it, right? Oh, he wants, I, I think he's he, a storyteller. Yeah, he's probably told this story at a million conventions to a million people yeah. across the table, and it's got slightly exaggerated. And he says, I don't know, right? He could have probably started off with, I don't really know why he wanted to do it. But, you know, yeah. so I bit his hand off. And then he's like, no, maybe if I said, are you sure, J- you know, JR, JR? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I I'm get, just I suspicious get that, of him, you know, yeah. uh, the, the absolute truth of it. And he's saying, yeah. <laughs> that's quite a damning statement, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you heard it here. Jim Shoe's a liar. <laughs> The, um, oh no! <laughs> I'm only kidding. He's not. I, yeah. I think. I think he's owning a lot of what he did back then. I was. I know. Um, I was speaking to Gareth at the Gareth Hopkins at the weekend, and I think he got to speak to him. And he actually has a, um, a MCM, and he has a, sca- a, a, a scrapbook of a load of the, the the letters he would send to people and stuff. You yeah. know, I mean, he, he did upset a lot of people, and I think one, so. one of the things that's credited as a reason, not the complete reason, as why he was shown the door, was at a party. Um, John Byrne particularly didn't get on with him. I love John Byrne, but I imagine he's probably often a quite a difficult person to, you know, work mm-hmm. with as was Shooter. And um, yeah. he uh, he he made like a, I think he was like a human pinata, mm-hmm. and filled it with New Universe comics. Y- yep. <laughs> 
Was that a video? There's there meant to be a video of it. I'm not sure. I've not seen it. I've just heard it talked about in sort of various places. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but when so he, he so Shooter gets fired. So obviously he's off the book. And there's mm. a couple of filling craters, and then it gets taken on again. By they give it to Burn. Mm. So what does Burn do? He um he writes up a story that is involving a comic convention, where he appears in it. <coughs> he appears in it with Howard Mackey. Um, and John Byrne actually has to get, he tries to attack a fan who asks him when he's going back on the X-Men. He writes <laughs> that in it. Um, and then he destroys the comic convention. He destroys the whole of Pittsburgh in, in a comic called The Pit, which he writes for Sal Buscema, which is obviously where Jim was from. Mm-hmm. And then the end of the book, which I know we're not talking about, but, and I know you haven't read for a while, but I, I've been texting you with ridiculous pictures from it. Yeah. Um, but I read it, reread it this week. And um, mm. it's only 19 issues, not a long run. But it goes off, it just, it literally goes off on one. I, I, I have no words for how weird it goes. It's, there's a sort of floating, glowing baby, which is the star brand for a couple of issues, that gets attacked by a tentacle creature that comes out of the Pittsburgh pit. And then the star brand becomes three people, read into that sort of Christian mythology, mm. how mm. you will, who then all meet on the moon or something and that's not the half of it it's mental um so i think he kind of got short shrift there i know he then moved on to um valiant and did very well again you know um i think uh, a thing that happened when you know shooter used to write the bullpen bulletins and all the comics yeah so i think you wrote a few about coming soon the new universe you know, and yeah. then he would say he would he gave a wee outline like, oh, the idea of it, it's going to be mostly realistic, except for a few fantastic elements we put in. Yeah, uh, it's you know, it's the world outside your window, sort yeah. of thing. And I thought, well, it could could be interesting, I suppose. You know, and 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 then as I read Starbrand, I thought actually to me that sort of worked. That was good. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed it. And then. Uh, the the thing I was saying about it being distributed into newsagents, that seemed to stop. Once, funnily enough, after issue seven, I never saw any more in any shop. Okay, I get you. And then it, it wasn't until I went to the comic shop, uh, I don't know, maybe two or three years later, I went in and there was one and it was um, John Byrne doing it now. Yeah. And there was one there was one cover and he didn't have on that brown sort of biker's gear anymore. He had on like a superhero costume. And to me, I remember looking at that cover. I think it's maybe issue 10 or 11. And I thought, oh, Burns doing it now. And he's just turned him into like a regular superhero, you know. Yeah, that was short-lived, I think. He then yeah. he went off. Because they gave him like a superhero costume. While in the bit we've read for this, he yeah. kind of has looks a bit like a biker thing, doesn't it? Like That's a, right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and then the, the one you're talking about where they were at the con... I, I did see that one as well back then, and I thought, well, this is maybe Burns' version of a realistic yeah. u- universe in a comic. What do you do? Put yourself in it, being at a Comic-Con. That's realistic. <laughs> you know, it was kind of different take on it. And then by the time you got to the uh, the big eight, issue 18 finale and all that, it's, it's just gone completely batshit yeah. crazy by then. Well, the, the, sort the, of the, meta- the, met- the metaphors and analogies that turn up in this comic convention where... Burn mm. is there chatting to fans, arguing with them. Starbrand yeah. turns up, and then Starbrand destroys all of fandom. Basically, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's just it's extremely on the nose. 
it's very strange and it's also not burns best work i have to say from the artist when he does draw it it's not yeah. great, you know wasn't somebody else doing the ink or something yeah i can't remember who was Most now but yeah yeah it's very unreal. i can i can imagine it might have been light pencils for some of yes. it yeah some of it's typical burn some of it's just not um Right, yeah, well, I think. Yeah, sorry, no comment. I, I, I did go uh, being the comic collector I am. I did over the years uh, after it collect all the issues as a as a as I went along, you know, yeah. in the back issue bins. And there was also an annual that came out. And yes. Like that. So I've got them all, and I'm just left with a real feeling that I really think one to seven are actually really good. I feel solid. like if I, I could give, yeah, yeah, I could give somebody a Star Brand trade paperback, say, with the seven first issues, and that would I would feel quite good about saying, try that. You know? Yeah, I agree, man. Yeah. Whereas the things after that, that's more. Yeah, very bitty, and then you get the start of this weird cycle in it. Yeah, and I and I think of all of these titles from the new universe, this was the one um, that you could give. I think. Yeah. yeah, this is one. It's got consistent art. It's an it's 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 for a comic of the time. It's actually fairly decompressed. You know, yeah. it stretches the story out a little bit. You know, where yeah. you might have got more in one issue. But yeah, yeah. Um, and I reread it the past few days, and to me, it held up. You know, it, it yeah. leads up to the the big sort of finale fight thing. I mean, it felt exciting to me reading it. Yeah. It's, I'm going to make the case that it's slightly dated in a second as well. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. just a couple of other things. Um, Archie Goodwin came up with the name, gave it to Jim. Um, the um, shooter said, I wanted to start him as a clown who is fooling around on his girlfriend and then we grow, he, have him grow into his part. So when he gets his powers. Um, the um, Interesting enough, just in relation to the new universe, I don't know if you know this, but Speedball and Strike Force Morituri, which were both good titles, were originally yeah. going to be in new, the new universe. Um, yeah, well, the time going by in real time, that was a Strike Force. Of course it was, because they died after a year, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, that, that went in real time. Yeah, that's a good title, man. And obviously Speedball was dick. I always liked it, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I bought all of them as well. Do you know, that was uh, that was reprinted in uh, the Spider-Man Weekly at the time, oh, as wow. was Starbrand. Oh, uh, wow, I okay. think of it. Because I remember Starbrand was going along, and I remember thinking, I don't know what I was at that point. Maybe I wasn't like a kid; I was maybe like mid-teens. Right. And and I'd read the Starbrand issues, and then I was reading Spider-Man Weekly, and they started saying, "Oh, next week, uh, Starbrand." So you know the way you got five or six pages yeah, every yeah. week. And I thought, oh, this is imagine them printing that in Marvel UK, you know, because he gets up to all sorts, as you've said, with the girlfriends and all that, and <laughs> yeah. and, it, and it, it sort of ticked along for a while, and then at some point there was just this announcement: oh, we're stopping Star Brand. I thought, oh, somebody's right. looked ahead. I went, look at this. You can't print this. Yeah, someone's clearly read. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, which we're going to talk about funny. now. Yeah. So let's go through some of the issues. We've we've read the first seven. So if you have them, they're yeah. on the Marvel app. So if you've got the Marvel app, you can read along. Um, I thought well, I'd give I've it. I've got my uh, my beat up copies. Here you got your copies. Me. Good. Um, yeah. So here are the sort of players. You have Ken, who is the star brand. Myron, who is a psychologist, stroke amateur inventor, who's his kind of mate, um, who gives him shit all the time. You've got yeah. as we've mentioned, Duck, aka Debbie Duck, who's mm-hmm. his. Um, she sort of worships the ground he walks on. Um, yeah. and will become a love interest perhaps a bit more. Jan, yep. who is um, an ex that he, he runs into. Oh, yeah. Yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. You've got Barbara, who's the 
short-lived girlfriend who's got two kids and also wendy who's the babysitter um oh yeah that mm -hmm. gets slightly weird um you've got um kathy who's myron's secretary and then you have this sort of weird spy woman who keeps sort of enticing him every so often into oh, sort of country yes. roads uh -huh. yeah um so let's have, a, yeah. let's have a look at issue one um i'm going to say um this series has the best covers out of all the new universe covers as well very sort of iconic covers i think you know i was looking at them thinking they're good but they're not as good as the art inside okay right this is that, that was my take looking at them this week and thinking about it they never got john ramita really to do any of the covers did they maybe one yeah maybe one was the what was issue one issue one isn't is it it's someone no. else is it paul ryan or someone i'm not sure actually mm. um and then for the first issue you get um you immediately get this sort of splash page as we've said which is him holding up a train literally not holding it up and stopping it he's actually holding it above his head um with a rather indistinct face yeah um, it's like one of those uh, the old the 50s comics uh, you know where they'd have some exciting action splash yeah. panel and then it was nothing to do with the story yeah. We got we, we got used to more the story starting on page one. Yeah, yeah, we this, did, didn't this, we? Yeah, but this doesn't do that. This yeah. is just hey, look, there's a guy holding a train. Yeah. Um. So the so Jim Shooter uh, writing Al Williamson Inca John Romita Junior penciler, aka John Romita, Joe Rosen letterer, Christy Christy Sheil colorist, coloured a lot of books at the time, and Michael Higgins Higgins was the editor. Um. There's there's various things going on in this book. Um. I'm going to say some of the things that make me laugh is um, the kids at the kids at Bob's house want to watch Scarecrow and Mrs. King, which I don't remember it being <laughs> that fucking good anyway. Um, <laughs> all I remember it had that dude from it was the woman from Charlie's Angels and the dude from Babylon mm -hmm. Five, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when Ken goes around to see Myron, Myron's kind of annoying, and he says, "Save the mm. therapist junk for your patients, Myron." Um, yeah, it's full of what I call shooter-esque dialogue. It's the sort of dialogue you would see in Superman, Supergirl, Justice, um, Legion of Superheroes issues that I read mm -hmm. of his. Um, had you read yeah. much else by Jim? Had you read any of his DC stuff at this well, point? Well, uh, DC stuff, probably not. I mean, he'd done his Secret Wars and everything by this yeah, point. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, but, you know, once again, how much of an auteur piece was that i don't not really yeah i remember that i mean that, ag again yeah. that was announced as uh bill mantlow's writing it i remember reading about this oh, okay so that was like the well, secret wars it's going to be bill mantlow uh and then and then somebody was saying and then some some kind of feedback or sales information came back that hey this thing was guaranteed to sell like about a million or something before yeah. they'd even done anything so jim was like hey i'm writing that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean when you think that um S secret wars and what was it crisis came out around the same yeah. time yeah they were i mean I, th I think secret wars was designed because they'd heard crisis was coming out and they yes. wanted to have a 12 issue series as well but i mean look at the art in crisis and look at the, the storytelling in that and then look at as much as i love zek it was mm -hmm. very it was much looser wasn't it um, very much so yeah uh I love Secret Wars, though. Yeah, I enjoyed I mean, I read, it, man. I read yeah. it at the time. I thought it was great. I've still got my little Wolverine figure from the, uh, <laughs> great. From the, the toys. Um, any, what yeah. about anything on the art you wanted to talk about in this issue, dude? 
Well, uh, what can I say? I mean, our Williamson, you know. I was going to say the inks are s- s- superb, aren't they? There's he he they have um, Ken in a black t-shirt with just the word Pitt across it, and the way yeah. it's heavily inked is just almost solid blacks all the time, and it looks lovely. And you yeah. get that movement in it just from a solid black movement, especially with the the flight scenes. I think work really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the unusual. Sometimes it's like he's standing in the air while he's yeah. flying along, kind of thing. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I just, you know, it's funny. This is the kind of time, I suppose, where you, I would be, because up until this point, I'd been used to Al Williamson being like the Star Wars artist, doing okay. the uh, yeah. adaptations, uh, 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 the newspaper strips. You had that um, little paperback of the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, when he did. Brilliant. Yeah, really nice. And he did Jedi Blade Runner. Uh, so to me, he was like, uh, he was a full on absolutely terrific artist you know and you know you knew that he'd done flash gordon and all that in the past and the ec things and then he kept turning up like our williamson inker i know and, I remember and it, it went on thinking, for decades you know yeah i thought what a waste you yeah. have to draw it uh but there you go i mean that's oh, a negative side but i can still look back and think well at least he makes everything look great you know yeah he does yeah you yeah. probably couldn't make enough money maybe too slow uh penciling the whole thing you know couldn't make enough money. So if you just think somebody else's, make that look great. Yeah. And uh, f- for people that don't, who, who kind of know John Romita Jr. for his current work, this is much looser, much more um, realistic than the, the much more sort of blocky Kirby stuff he's done of late. Um, mm-hmm. So he'd come off um, Iron Man with Bob Layton, and then he was kind of most notable for doing a, da- for doing a Daredevil's run and for doing the, um, the Uncanny X-Men run. Um, and mm-hmm. it, so he hadn't quite hit his stride of the almost like the eternal stuff he did with Gaiman slightly later on, uh, maybe five, six years later, which was much more Kirby inspiring, inspired for me, I think. You know, it feels like he's been around forever. Doesn't it just? Yeah. Me? Yeah. Because he did like a Spider Man run in the early 80s. I remember him being the Spider Man guy. Yeah. And then he did it He did it later when they did that stuff. And then with he JMS, did it later. Didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And for all I know, he's. Probably doing it again. He is doing it now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and then even then, um, he, he drew the, the, you know, the, all the drunk Iron Man stuff. Yeah. Even in the bottle. Bob Layton. Yeah. Yeah, that was like John Romita Jr. Uh, the whiplash stuff in there, and yeah, yeah. So I mean, he's like a late seventies guy, and, yeah. and now he, he still keeps going on. Do you know what I other? Mean, he, do you know what other award he won? Uh, an award. Yeah, kind of, a, kind of an award. He won the uh, Marvel oh, um, Punk of yeah. the Month. Yes, <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah, I happened to be in Canada when that happened, and, I, and uh, because I was in Canada and there was much more comics everywhere, I, I was buying loads of comics on this holiday, you know. Right. And so I remember going along the car, uh, in the car, and um, seeing that photo and just thinking, "No, oh, that's unusual." <laughs> I've told no, you my uh, I've told you my JRJR story, have I? Where I met him that time? Uh, I can't remember. No, I, was, I was with Cliff, big shout to Cliff, um, uh-huh. and Adam, and a couple of other people, and we we've done we bumped into a guy we'd met at Heroes in Charlotte. We'd met a customer, um, and um, I do, I used my usual funny joke in a bar. Where I try I say to me what's I say to people what's the worst thing you've ever done? And some people go for it. Do you know what I mean? And they tell you something. 
Ooh. And so he told us this story, which was pretty foul. And then I doubled down and told him a story that was infinitely more foul. And just Ooh. as I'm telling it, I looked to my left and I realised the person sat at the bar next to us with his baseball cap on, eating tea and watching the baseball was John Romita Jr. <laughs> he looked slightly frightened that I told this story. <laughs> and then we tried to like drag him into our conversation. He was ever so nice. He sort of talked to us for a couple of minutes, thanked us, shook our hands, and then legged it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, ever so nice, man. Introduce yourself to somebody with your worst possible story. Oh, about and yourself. it's a bad one, man. I'll tell <laughs> oh, you <all>. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy you tell me later now i will speak to you again yeah exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> right let's move on to issue two mm. um issue two we yeah. get a crossover issue two crossovers that's marvel's bread and butter isn't it we always get in yeah. the main universe we get spider-man or wolverine in issue two of things that's right dc you get batman um the also we begin to sense that uh, uh ken is quite the ladies man at one mm. point he sort of mm. becomes a peeping tom doesn't he i think he does yeah he's uh He's looking in, isn't he, on Barb, I think. Yeah. He's on point and... He's sort of sort himself out. He reminds himself not to do it. And then later on, he's, he's, he's seeing... He sees Jenny um, in the Spitfire costume and he says, Redhead, nice body. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, what can I say? I guess we've all been there to some extent. <laughs> yeah. And he is a young man, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we're all driven by hormones and, sometimes and in our you, life, aren't we? It's how you act yeah. on it. I guess isn't it? It's how you act on it, and he's uh, he's acting uh, irresponsibly on it, I suppose. Yeah, and we I get that sense from it from that. I get that from especially including what Jim Shooter said is that we get that trope of a selfish man doing a selfish yes. act, doing a, a selfless act, and sort of slowly discovering himself, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of a theme throughout this, isn't it? He sort of keeps having to have a word with himself as yeah. we go along. Yeah, yeah, it's odd. You know, I as I was reading it. I thought I've I've known people like that. I've had friends like this, you know. Yeah. And you'd be in their house, and then you know some uh, some young lady would run in, you know, and start <laughs> screaming at them. Uh, and, uh, and you're like, oh, okay, oh god. I mean, there's a story I could tell you about him. I'll tell you that one when we're finished as well. <laughs> the, the thing that he said, and then she was there and heard it. Oh my right. god! And, okay. and I just sat, and my head just went in my hand, like, "Oh god!" <laughs> the laptop nearly went up the window, man. <laughs> well, to be fair, the let's. I, I wanted to. I, I texted you um, a panel of this, and I described it as the most most truthful panel in all of comics ever. Um, oh yeah, ladies, uh, what are you thinking about? What are you thinking? So let's. I'll, I'll just describe it to the readers because it, it isn't necessarily <laughs> in this issue, but it might well give them a taste of what's going on. So mm-hmm. it's a very small panel. He's sitting in the in the living room, and his he was he'd moved in with Barb for a very short amount of time, and she's sort of standing on the stairs in a dressing gown, and she says to him, "Ken, are you coming to bed?" And he says, "In a while." And she, being this sort of adoring partner, says to him, "What are you thinking about?" And in his mm-hmm. head, he's thinking, "Deb." in that French bikini, the girl in the showroom, her face, her body. But he says, nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nothing. Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah, that's where the rot set in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, it, yeah. I mean, yeah, I can see why they took it out with Spider-Man and Zoids. <laughs> yeah, but he, he, even when he's living with Barb, he sleeps with Debbie Duck, doesn't he? He does. Yep. Yeah. Which um, spoilers for anyone who reads on? She gets pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which, which they sort of so heavily hint at a couple of issues later where she's throwing up. Ah. Um, but it's not mentioned until another another issue or two later as well. Um, now, issue three isn't drawn by J.R.J.R. J.R. It's, it's drawn by Alex Saviak with um, good old Vince Collette on inks. Um, yeah, well, yeah. Which was a surprise. Bearing in mind he'd only been on it for two issues, and as I understand it, he's quite quick. Well, yeah. I've seen the... I've, I'm sure I've read Shooter talking about why this happened, and and he was basically throwing John Romita Jr. under the bus. Oh, right. Okay. Saying he wasn't managing to get it done, and it wasn't up to scratch and all this. Oh, right. Okay. How, how do you say that? Alex Saviak? Saviak? Is that, Saviak, is Saviak? that right? Is that, yeah. I'm never sure. I think it. so. Super nice. The nicest, the world's nicest bloke as well. I remember him drawing Spider-Man. It was good. He did the Spider-Man dailies, didn't he? He did the newspaper strips yeah. for many years. Um, Very good. Which I think allegedly he wrote quite a lot of, because I think um, Stan Stan was writing it, if you see me do any air quotes. Um, yeah, 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 well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a lovely... So I've called issue three the soap opera issue, because it does a lot of that in it. And there's a lovely uh-huh. scene where he's in the garage because he works in his garage, sort of buffing up cars and fixing things. And somebody says, "Hey Ken, how come you're so weird lately? Are you doing crack or something?" Mm. <laughs> Back to the Zoids magazine. Wow. No crack yeah, in the Zoids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's having all these. Uh, what should I do with the power and all that? You know, he's he's questioning this. <laughs> yeah. I liked it when he went to the moon. You know, yeah. they're just basically he's just wandering around, wondering what to do with his life. You know, in a way, it is a bit like a sort of self uh, autobio thing. You know, except they've stuck it into a superhero thing. So while he's walking about saying, "What will I do with my life? What will I do?" He's not just on the streets. He's going to the moon, you know, and smashing up mountains and stuff. Yeah, because he thinks I need to prove to the White House. So he goes to the moon and picks up the old Apollo landing craft thing, doesn't he, and takes it back to the White House. Yeah, wild. Wild yeah, stuff. Good stuff. Good, good yeah. old Jim and his ideas. And then he has we have this sort of ongoing thing that goes on for a couple of issues where um this is sort of lady spy who keeps trying to lure him by like pretending to be passed out at the side of the road and sending him sort mm-hmm. of weird notes. So he he goes to see her and when he sees her he says, She looks Middle Eastern, not bad, tiny waist is his comment about yeah. her. Um, and yeah. he also, uh-huh. this is the same issue when he starts eyeing up Wendy, who's Barb's babysitter, and he has to oh, yeah. tell himself she's 17, sort of calm down. Um, yes. And he actually says to Barb, she says, oh, stop looking at the babysitter or something. And he says, tell tell her, to give her a quarter so she can call me in four years. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> to his girlfriend. Wow. And she and she just like rolls with it as well. Yeah, gives them some quip about you know, whatever. Eh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, one, one maybe Leonardo DiCaprio grew up reading this comic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. What's that joke <laughs> that Ricky Gervais meant? Says about by he says the, the, the Golden Globes. Says the Golden Globes is so long. By the end of this, um, Leonardo DiCaprio's girlfriend will be too old for him. For him, <laughs> something like that. I think. Yeah. <coughs> oh dear. Um, it's not so good. So, uh, any, anything else you wanted to mention in that one, dude? Uh, issue three. Uh, well, uh, he, d- he goes to Afghanistan and gets involved there and destroys planes and stuff. Goes and sort of helps the you. wrong side almost, does he? Or? Yeah, he goes, yeah. I'm going to do that, yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> so I don't know, there was like political, um, well, you know, whenever you whenever you see things like about terrorism in, in fiction, 
and the, certainly American fiction in the eighties and stuff. You go like if you're watching some A team or something, yeah, and then they and then they go, hey, it's the terrorists. You think, oh god, what are they going to be to say? You know, what what are they going to say here about what country? You know, it's, yeah, it's, it's you like clench, Red Dawn or something, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. it's like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he got a it... paper cut as well in this one. That was another oh, thing. Oh, because so he wasn't concentrating, of... was he? So he's yeah. got to concentrate on his power to keep it going. So he's not invulnerable all yeah. the time. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, issue. F- mm-hmm. So let's quickly move on to issue four. Issue four is 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 another one, a good one, a good solid one. I actually mm-hmm. I really like the opening page on that. It's called oh. the fight, and the it's fight. got um, Myron trying to hit him with an axe. Yes. No. Come on, Myron. <laughs> yeah. You know, what if Myron had been wrong about this? Yeah, you know? and we've just found Come out on. that he can turn his powers on and off. Yeah, and he's asleep. <laughs> oh, I stuck an axe through his head. Mm. That's a great page, though. That is good, a good opening. Yeah, yeah, nice bit of action there, yeah. Do you know, it's funny you said I hate Myron. It never occurred to me to hate him all these years (laughs) I mean I can see it now it's so blatantly obvious that he's an annoying person he's useless he's horrible but I just found him amusing you know yeah I get you yeah he's definitely (laughs) he's he's, he's almost like an intellectual who's the comedy relief which is kind of a strange duality isn't it yeah these days do you know I think he won me over with that thing in the first issue oh how are you doing that (laughs) I thought oh that's yeah that's realistic good And then we we kind of get these non-sequitur moments throughout the Mm. series, but we get it in this where, for for no seeming reason, Ken confides in a barman. Um, Yes. And the barman kind of puts him straight about not trusting the government. Do you know, that's... um, Reading this series, I really thought Shooter has got so much of this... Well, I shouldn't say it, but maybe nerdy, super... He's very invested in superheroes. He's obviously yeah. spent years thinking about it. And this is his story where he is going to put all that stuff in. Uh, if it's going to be 10% more realistic. Like yeah. uh, like what? Um, so like he's he's out in space and he's coming back to Earth. Now usually <laughs> Superman would just fly back to, back to Earth. Great. But in this, Ken has to think, I better slow down. I don't want to burn my clothes up and re-entry. Yes. You know? very true. It's full of stuff like that. Yeah. So I, f- I feel like he's He's got loads of ideas, and 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 I thought this the, the barman was tied into that because it's almost like the barman is in on the story conference, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because he's like, "What would happen if this?" And then the barman tells him, "Oh well, you know, they'd panic, and then they would end up uh, turning yeah, on." Yeah, good point. But so I thought it was interesting uh, from that point of view. Yeah, it's not like because he's never in it before the... or after, is he? The, no, the it's, it's a strange one, there. isn't it? Yeah, because yeah, you, yeah. you kind of sort of second-guess the way people tell stories a lot of the time, and I was kind of second-guessing, oh, we'll find out he's a secret agent or a paranormal or an alien or something, but you don't, yeah. that doesn't happen. Maybe Shooter had that intended later on, who can say, had that intended later on, but it certainly isn't made clear here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just noticing, looking at that barman, that he's got a very thick line all around him. I'm always interested when somebody decides to ink and the entire outline of a figure is in a dark line. Right, You know, okay. a thick line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's variations within it. But he's definitely decided to do that. Yeah. This is definitely anyway. the issue where 
they've almost doubled down on that realism because he goes to get his hair cut, for example, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. That, you know? Yeah, that was, that was nice. Yeah. yeah. It, it says I wouldn't cut the hair. Yeah. And then sort of Duck turns up at the house and it's mm-hmm. all a bit, it all goes wrong for him. You know, and it, there's that sort of soap opera but realistic kind of, you know, almost a kitchen sink drama, isn't it, at a moment. So yeah, it's... yeah. Because, because uh, yeah, Barb's, Barb's there and Duck, is, uh, sorry, Deb the Duck is sneaking out the back door. I think yeah. it's the same panel, isn't it? We've all been there, Dave. Well. No. Good. Let's move on to issue five. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, right, I've got a couple of issues with issue five. Issue five, he leaves Duck in the car for fucking hours. Yeah, he does, yeah. And she sort of decides to sort of hide from people as well. She puts up with it. She, she yeah. goes along with it. This is the thing. This was reminding me of the, the relationships, the real life one that I was thinking about. Yeah, from from years ago. But why is she putting up with this? Tell me, f off. They yeah. were complicated people, you know. And part of me keeps thinking, well, she's the one he should be with because she's so devoted to him. And yes. then part of me also thinks it's kind of because she's written to being—I hate to say—really stupid, but not the brightest spark in a box. That's right. Yeah. Well, I mean, they blatantly say that. A lot of characters even say that. Yeah. 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 And but, he says it. I don't know. Yeah. So he goes mm. back and does some more sort of superheroing. Um, he, he, he he takes the wise decision to wear a mask for a change. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it's a good action issue, this, I think. He kind of goes proactive with his powers, doesn't he? He does. And he also flies around uh, to have a think and ends up on some remote beach and meets a lady there who says, hello. <laughs> and they have sex. Come, come up to my beach house. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh, well, okay. Right, we're off again. Yeah, and then he proposes to his girlfriend at the end. Yeah, that's the guilt yeah. speaking there, my friend. Uh, I know. And then she's, he's not even happy as he's with the reaction. I mean, the, the reaction's fine, but the kids are acting up, and yeah, oh boy, it's not good. <laughs> um, you know, issue six, um, which uh-huh. I have uh-huh. um, subtitled slightly rapey. Um, dangerous curves, slippery when wet. I'll bet he says uh, about a lady. That- that was that was cheesy. That was cheesy at the time. That's cheesy now. Yeah, I love the opening though, with, with Ken in the clouds, and you know those Al Williamson lines across the sky, man. Yeah, lovely, love man. it. Yeah, love really that guy. Nice. Yeah, the the way he's got him top left in the corner. Um, yeah, it's and it's brilliant. quite a wordy page, but it works for that, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's lovely. I thought that was great. He, he's kind of settling into his domestic life, trying to now. Yeah, he's getting offered a sales job and all that, and he's thinking I better do that. That's I'll get more money and stuff. Yeah. And so he's when, trying. When I say rapey, it's actually because of the old man. So the old man turns oh, up yeah. again, the man who's given the powers. And he kind of alludes to the fact, because he's got Debbie Duck under his power now. Yeah. And he kind sort of, of alludes to the fact that he's raping her in that. Well, yeah, he says, we're, we're, we're getting on now. And, and Deb says, we, we yeah, we're together now. Yeah, it's and, so strange, uh, isn't it? What is it he says? Hey, leave her alone. Ken's uh, leave her alone, and he's like, "Oh, what's the problem? This is how we do it." Yeah. Where I come from, oh dear. <laughs> yeah. um, I really thought, you know, uh, the way I look at it, six and seven are like the finale of this. Uh, yes, I guess you'd say it's a first arc, eh? And I thought it really it builds up nicely. I, I think I feel like it's good. The old man returns. Ken's had enough. He's fed up getting pushed around, manipulated. Yeah. And uh, I think it was well. Yeah, it does. And I think you're right, man, when you said earlier that this could be just a miniseries, like a seven-issue run. 
yeah. done and done. And I think I maybe... I think it works like that, yeah. Yeah, looking back on it, I think they should have done that, to be fair. Um, yeah, it would have been good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And there's a nice cliffhanger at the end where Ken's kind of stuck, lost in space. That's um, right, where's which, Earth? Which works. Um, that was kind of scary, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah that, you do yeah. worry for him, don't you? Because you kind of... Yeah. You are... It, you he's not super likable but you do kind of like him because you live you're living his life with him that's right over the yeah, period of these months you know yeah and uh and then there was the other mysterious thing that he's he's biker's jacket thing that he thought was invulnerable because one of the kids just rips it without even hardly thinking yeah. so that's that's confusing as well what's going on yeah that was strange isn't it it's it's mysterious and it's paranoid is it a bit like the burn thing where Superman's costume is almost like a a sort of an aura around him that stops the costume getting broken and ripped? Well, and stuff, yeah, you Debbie know? says something like, hey, maybe it's because you thought it was special Ken or something. Yeah. And the old man says, oh, don't give him any clues, you know. Yeah, poor old Debbie. She's in the hospital again, beaten up as well in this one, isn't she? Yeah, beats up Deb. Terrible. <laughs> I mean, Deb doesn't deserve she gets she doesn't really. she's the true hero of this story as far as i'm concerned yeah yeah um, and it kind so of kind of has an okay ending i think you know it kind of works uh, are you on to um are you on to seven oh, i was on seven yeah sorry oh yeah sorry yeah okay yeah yeah mm. it kind of works to the end there we get that um mm-hmm. we get that sort of joining between debbie duck who fucking quacks again in bed yes yeah that's not a cute thing for each other <laughs> And we get a flashback to issue one as well. They do enjoy that. I know Shoot was part of that theory, wasn't it? That every comic oh, yeah. could be your first one. And they do they do that's throughout right. this do a lot of flashbacks. Yeah, that's fine. I'm always okay with that, really. Yeah, I, I, I do love that. that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm seeing Ken at the start of this at the reckoning and he's in space. Where is it? Where's Earth? So if we're going by the rules, that's been a month then. He's been yeah. in space then. I'm not sure if they were keeping to them necessarily there. No, it's maybe maybe that was a general rule, but you could yeah, uh, it's gone by the way. Yeah. And uh, let's have a I'm just having I'm sort of catching up. I'm having a wee shifty through number seven. Okay. Yeah. Seven's good, man. Seven and there's the, the dogs are fighting and he goes to stop them fighting and forgets to make himself invulnerable at one yeah. point. Dog bites his fingers. He's like, oh, that's right. But I, I like the way he's just had enough, and the alien is. He goes to his uh, Ken goes to his mum's house. I think at one point. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then he looks out. Ah, oh, yes. And the alien has written the brand or massacre. Yeah, so it's actually he, quite creepy, that isn't it? Because you begin. Yeah. We're sort of we're sort of in. We 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 walk around his life with him, and suddenly he's getting it ruined. Yeah, and, and not by J. Jonah Jameson revealing his face, you know, in the newspaper. It's by this no. dude who's saying, "I'm going to kill everyone you love." Yeah, yeah, it does so take a decides, turn. Yeah, he's had enough waiting, uh, so he takes it to to the old man. He's uh, he's like, "Let's go." And that that scene where the old man is going to kill Debbie in the yeah. hospital, and he's got his hand on her throat. Yeah, and he goes, uh, "Well, yeah." Basically, he says, "Well, just do it, you know," and then I'm going to come and kill you. Yeah, that's actually well written. I like that. Yeah, it is. Yeah. it's a good page, and it's because you know he sort of means it. Yeah. So you know, it's melodramatic and that, but it's it, comics, I think man. it works. It's, it's good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think. You're and right. the, the the old man's and he's right out the window. That's always good when somebody goes right through the window. You know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the reaction to something. He draws that uh, well. He draws people going through windows. I've always thought that about J.R.J.I. Yeah, with the glass everywhere and 
Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. There's a lot of energy to his fight scenes, I think. The fight is good. It really put me in mind of like the Superman movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. With Christopher Reeve. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, we've had some super heroics in that, but here we are now, it's a full on super. Yeah, this is Superman 2, isn't it? Two super, super yeah. powered people fighting each other off against each other. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, man. You know, you know, I like on page eighteen and nineteen. I don't know how how it's numbered for you. It's right. it's it's scenes of the two of them fighting. Yeah. Uh, uh, and all around them, there's like red. It's almost like dab marks on the uh, yeah, as the like background. A, it's like J- J- Ramita's version of Kirby Crackle, almost, isn't it? In a yeah, way, it's interesting. Isn't it? I mean, yeah. I don't know if he would. I don't actually know if the inker would have done that or or colorist. the colorist yeah. or. It's probably, you know, it's probably some uh, overlay, isn't it, thing? Yeah. But it's good. I wonder whether I there was, that... um, he was in the shit for not being fast enough and there was a lot of blank backgrounds. And, Aye, uh, maybe, maybe. Yeah, could well be. Yeah. But it looks interesting. It looks good. He's got a lovely barnet on him, and he, Ken? Lovely Yeah, hair. he's got a lot of hair. Yeah. yeah. Um, looks... Justin Hayward, the Moody Blues. Uh, okay, I get you. I was thinking yeah. a little bit of, like... The Hasselhoffs and stuff like that, you know, with a sort of, you could, you oh, could, yeah. you could hide a pen in that hair and you wouldn't find it for a couple of weeks, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. One day, why? <laughs> there we go. He throws them off the earth. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, um, yeah, yeah. Not much drawn on that page. I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. The ink is doing right. a lot of work on that, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Which you know, that's Fair all enough. right, isn't it? Yeah, it's comics, isn't it? I suppose if you know it's all. Williamson, you can go, he'll fix this. Yeah. Probably draw an old shite eh, and give it to Al. <laughs> yeah, yeah, And uh, we did, we get a bare bum shot, you know, back yeah, to Zoids yeah. magazine. Yeah. Put that in Zoids, you fuckers. Yeah, he's a waste of yeah. these clothes again. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, back to the hospital. And he's, uh, of course, uh, he's given up on the barb lifestyle because, you know, he got caught out. Yeah. He got caught out. So he's ended up with Debbie the Duck. Who, when he first went back to Deb to say, look, we'll have to stop, she became terrifyingly dependent on him and was practically threatening suicide if he left her. Yeah. It's not so going to end well. This won't no, last either. It's, it's, it's scary. Yeah, and she's pregnant at this point. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. Um, that that comes about later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Good stuff, man. Well, that was a fun one. That was a different one, wasn't it? I liked, I liked a bit of new universe talk. Liked a bit. It's of always been about... a favourite for me, Star Brand. I, I've yeah. always, in a funny way, I feel like it's um, underrated in a way because it's just part of that whole. Oh, the new universe was shite. <laughs> yeah. Thing, you know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I get you. But to me, it never. This wasn't. I thought, no, this is good. Yeah, and I know when you said it to me, I'd actually reread it. I think maybe just a couple of months before. Really? Yeah, because I, 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 I was having like a, a sort of rip, just occasionally I have little projects of what I can read on the Marvel app, and oh, yeah. um, I thought, oh no, I, oh, I remember that being all right. So I went and read. It was only the first couple of issues I read, uh, and you sort of spurred me on to read the rest. But mm. yeah, you're right, man. It is, it's just readable comics. You know, there's a lot, there's yeah. a lot worse than this, man. I'll tell you that now, especially these days. But uh, and I, I don't. Know if we we had a, ch- a quick chat before the mics turned on, but. It's um, he's back again, or the star brand is back, and it's made oh, yeah. a number of different appearances, especially in the Avengers. Jason Aaron's Avengers at the moment, it was in the Battleworld stories. There was a whole um, area of Battleworld that was t- turned into star brands. 
so it has it has a lot of the characters have kind of come back in various little guises some just made little background appearances some have been back night mask has turned back up in a couple of issues um so there's a few bits here and there that have, that have happened um so it, yeah yeah so maybe maybe one day we'll get spitfire and the troubleshooters and you know kickers inc back again but you know, I can't imagine anyone will buy them. But, you know, you can but wait. This has been in... A, they've traded this a couple of times, unlike a lot of stuff from that period. So it has actually mm. made it into a trade a couple of times. I think I sort of vaguely remember seeing it here and there. Um, but, yeah, good mm -hmm. stuff, man. Well, mm -hmm. right, OK, let's move on to you. What, have you, what have you. what have you got on the bubble at the moment? I know one thing. You're working on something for DUI 3. Um, oh, yeah. Yep. So mm -hmm. we've, we've both um, been told we've our stories are accepted today, haven't we? We've been told... Oh. Yeah. yeah. Um so we got that. Anything else you got on the go at the moment, mate? Uh well, I uh, the the last thing I had out was uh, the pocket pocket thoughts annual number five. <laughs> All right. Um a zine thing that I, I like to send them stuff and see if they'll take it. Yeah. And and that was a that was a thing about uh, it was called moral panics. Oh right, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was uh you know, I was seeing that there's moral panics about drag queens, you know? Right, okay. And I just thought, you know, of all the things to have a moral panic about, I mean, I just not got the energy to start panicking about drag queens at this stage of my life, you know? <laughs> I mean... Yeah. It's not as if know, someone's trying to break into your house, is it? You know? I mean, no, I mean... Uh, God, I mean, they must have missed Monty Python and all that, you know? <laughs> I don't know, I just... Uh, you know, I was. that's what it was. I was genuinely surprised. But drag queens now... You know, it's all—it's always like, oh, this is a disgrace. This is blah blah. blah. This is that, and the next thing. And I usually tend towards, oh, you know, who cares? You yeah. know, what the bottom you. My go-to with mean, this is um, that Douglas Adams quote where they argued about that black was white and got killed on a zebra crossing. You know, because <laughs> they'll argue about anything these days, won't they? Yeah. yeah. So that inspired the wee cartoon for that. Oh, and, cool. Uh, so, and then on the background, I'm working. I've been drawing a, a thing that. Um, I've been drawing a thing that Tom, Tom Stewart, yeah, that comic smell, yeah. Oh, he buddy. wrote me a he wrote me a script for our next um, that comic smell comic three. Right. So I've been penciling that, uh, and I've started inking it now. But I bet I not tell you anything about that. Okay. Other than it's terrific. <laughs> good stuff. All right, Stan. Uh, and. Well, else? I'm sure there's a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. I did that do you I thing. You're friends of Paul Rainey, aren't you? Is he one of your buddies? Paul Rainey? Uh, well, I mean, I've spoken to him. Well, he, he's in the Star He used to be in Star Jaws. That's that why I was thinking running. it, yeah, because he's doing very well yeah. at the moment, isn't he? He's just um, won yeah. the, award, the Observer Award, and he's been picked That's up right. by Drawn and Quarterly, and uh, he's doing a signing in Gosh, I think. Um, yes. Yeah, good on him, yeah. About yeah. time, I think, with, with Paul. Mm -hmm. been putting comics out like yourself he's been putting com comics out for a long time and they've all been you know, a good standard and yeah. he's, you know he's done the cons and that sort of thing and nice to see yeah, drawn a quarterly taking attention paying attention to you yeah. for creators. good man yeah, good yeah. man yeah um, um what about reading wise you got anything on the go at the moment you're really enjoying it uh well i've uh i'm happy to tell you that <laughs> after 35 years this past saturday i completed my Kirby Mr. Miracle run. Nice work. So so I now have all eighteen issues and I'm gonna sit and start reading through them. Probably one a day if I can. Uh, because I nice feel like blowing project, my mind, you know. Yeah. Kirby's amazing, you know. Then then all that new gods and everything just blows me away oh, every man. time. 
So I'm sitting there and I actually took a photo of, of all of the issues and I sent it to the smellers, you know, the comic yeah. smellers. Yeah. And uh, and I went, look at this, uh, send me appropriate, you know, messages of congratulations. And they did. So I'm tough with that. I'm going to be, and then I'm still reading uh, Joe Simon. I'm enjoying that. Yeah. And uh, I don't know other comics. That's, that uh, Mr. Miracle. I, was... I remember the first issue when I did, um, yeah. when it was would have been the 100th birthday of Kirby within ACP on him. And I sent Ooh. the first issue to Vince and Dan to read. I sent oh, them a few good. issues. And, I, and it sort of kind of opens with them doing a stunt, doesn't it? I remember. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yep. I thought, oh, this is so good, man. It's such a great design. It's just so strange. And it's yes. nice to see that the designers endured as well. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, it's just terrific. Yeah. Great stuff. I've been reading the uh last week I was I was concentrating on also reading the eighties Star Trek and Star Wars newspaper strips. Oh, okay. For, right. It was for a it was for a guest appearance on the another podcast. Was it on but, um Mega City? No, it wasn't that one. It was, uh, although I did go on there and did yeah. uh, Captain Condor. That's, of course it was. I listened the to that. Yeah, very one, good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is but by one, Brian Lewis, isn't it? Is that right? Yeah, he drew. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant art. No, this one's called Marvel Star Wars Explorers. Um, okay. Uh, it's an American one. So I speak to them and it's 8 o'clock here and for them it's 12 noon, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I was reading that and that was good. Uh, but yeah, we're done with that now and... I'll be on to Mr. Miracle. Oh, good work, man. Yeah. Super escape artist. I like those little projects, reading projects. I do them every so often. And I know Dan and um, a couple of other guys, uh, Matt Strott's doing it, I think, along as well. They're reading Spawn all the way through. And sort of, there's a little oh. there's a little area of the slack where they talk about each issue of Spawn as they go along. Oh, yeah. I think that's it's not necessarily the best comics in the world, but it gets a <clears> nice <throat> conversation going about a bit of history, you know, what's Todd doing, and then you've got the bit where Alan Moore comes in, the bit where Dave Sim comes in, and, yeah, it's, it's good stuff, man. Yeah. I like that. It's people sharing their uh, uh, affection for these things. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I did it recently with... Um, I did a reread of um, Longbow Hunters Onwards, every Green mm-hmm. green Arrow comic. Um yeah. And I got those. I got the two hardbacks of all Mike Grell's work on there, who I, I consider to be unheralded as being one of the geniuses of that period. I think Longbow Hunters is is up there. You know, it's one of the big books mm-hmm. with Watchmen, Swamp Thing, and um, Dark Knight and stuff. And I loved that man. I I read. I think I read about two hundred, three hundred comics in the end. You know, all wow. these sort of Green Arrow books. And he's a, he's a, he's a well dealt with character by writers. You know, he's yeah. he's you know this sort of powerless guy and. Yeah, there's a bit of an environmental, bit of a sort of social conscience about it. I mean, they're good, good comics, man. Really good. Yeah. He was always grumpy, wasn't he? That's, yeah. That's my childhood thought of. He was always arguing in the Justice oh, League, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. A bit like Hawkeye, actually. He was the same, wasn't yeah. he, in the Avengers? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. We starting arguments with people. <coughs> Although I always felt Hawkeye wanted to sort of be the boss. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. I don't. Green Arrow was just a. He was just a, uh, a rebel, wasn't he? He was like. Yeah. He was out there. And they both I sort of bagged Hawkeye, a hot blonde um, as well, didn't they? Oh, yeah. 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 Similarities again. Yeah, yeah. Good. <laughs> Star brand got, you know. He did his fair share. Hot yeah. blondes. And brunettes. And, and brunettes. Black hair girls. And, yeah, babysitters yeah. almost. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause, <laughs> so, mm, thanks mm. for that, mate. That was a good one. I enjoyed that one. Well, um, thank you. 
Ah, oh, my pleasure, man. And where can we find you? Where can people go and get your books, and where can they stalk oh, you online? Well, do you know what? I'll quote myself uh, from last week. Okay. Not about people that quote themselves. Eh? I mean, that, that's disgusting, <laughs> is it? But I was on that other podcast, and, and you know, I wasn't feeling very well. I've got a bit of a cold still hanging on, but I, yeah. I was I was worse when I was talking to them. And they got to the end and said, okay, well, uh, where can people find you, Dave? I said, uh... I don't know, look me up. I'm Fred Ed Comics. Leave me alone. I'm sick. <laughs> so that was my sale. That was my sales partner last week. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yeah, I think I said a similar. I, I think on the ACP this week, I said, "Oh, I said you, you can find me at neveronanything.com, but not on social media because it's a load of old wank." <laughs> yeah, it's kind of my attitude. Well, you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, neither is us are wrong, my friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we just want to read comics, don't we? We just love comics. We want to read them and make them. That's it. You, yeah, you just yeah. use social media in any way that you want that is somehow conducive to comics. Yeah, yeah. I want to see. Do you remember you know? when Twitter started? And it was all about looking at lovely art, and you know, you got to have a. You got to get, you know, a thank you from a creator who you know, said, oh, I bought this, I really loved it, and yes. they'd say thank you. And now they just seem to argue in an empty room. It's like back, we're back to that zebra crossing comment, aren't we? You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, well. It's never ending. At least we're okay, Dave. At least we're okay. Oh, we're good. Yeah. So we yeah. can find you anywhere at Fred Egg Comics. Uh, yeah, just Twitter. Google Fred Egg Comics and my blog will come up. The Twitter, yep, uh, website. I do update my website. Every, like every time Pocket Thoughts Annual will come out, I'll add it to my, well, I call it comicsography. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I thought I'll, I'll call it a comicsography, and I thought, I wonder if that's a, a, a word. I better check if I've ripped that yes, off. It is and I went now. and Googled it, and what came up was my website. <laughs> so I don't think anybody else is wanky enough to use the word comicsography, but I like it. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm liking it. I'm writing it down. Fuck it. Yeah, yeah. comicsography. So, like, I'll put the cover to Pocket Thoughts Annual DUI three if I'm lucky enough to be in there. I'll add that to yeah. the, the thing. So that, yeah, Twitter, Facebook, all that. Blah blah. Yeah, I get you, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks for that, mate. And um, I'll send you away to to think of another project. Um, so we can come up with something something like this is good I like this sort of thing you can yeah. do there's all that new universe stuff there's loads of little videos about why was the new universe so rubbish and all this sort uh, of thing they love a bit of clickbaity but um, beneath that somewhere you can find you can dig into what it's all about yeah, yeah. good stuff man thanks dude and uh, Thank I'll you. see you next time cheers mate bye